Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brandon Shank, and welcome to the Brandon Shank Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Brandon Shank Podcast. Great to have you with us. Excited about today's show. Excited about some things that I feel like are going to maybe change the way you live. Welcome, my man, Corey in the Corner. In the corner again, I love it. <laughs> What's up, big dog? <laughs> hey, um, so this weekend's college football kickoff weekend. I got the Coast Guard representing yeah, my cousin, man. Michael Shank, plays for the Coast Guard. Oh, nice. Represent Michael. Go out and do your thing, baby. You I know, keeping it. that Shank family bloodline in college football. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There's got to be one, right? Got to be There's one, man. Be one. Yeah, he's out there, you know, doing his thing. So uh, represent. Excited about this weekend. Uh, there's no baseball games for me this weekend, so I'm going to kick it on Saturday, man. I don't, I haven't looked at my calendar because I'm yeah. scared too. I'm afraid that I ha- I'm going to have something to do, but if not, I'm going to be watching it yeah. all weekend long. So excited about it, man. We do have a doubleheader on Sunday though, but Saturday I'm good. There you go. So, <laughs> Hey, this, there's a big deal this week. You know, the Baltimore Ravens had not lost a preseason game in eight years. Oh, wow. Eight. And they got defeated the other night by our third-string quarterback, Jake Fromm. The Commanders <laughs> <laughs> beat the Ravens. Now, I know what every fan's going to say. I already know what everybody's going to say. It's preseason. It doesn't matter. That's where you're wrong. Yeah. It does matter. It, that does matter. It does yeah. matter. Eight years. And we didn't throw. We didn't try to break a record. We had our third-string quarterback in. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And our kicker, uh, Joey Sly, went out there and kicked a 49-yarder. I think it was a 49-yarder to win it. It's, so this is a cool thing. So one of my buddies, I gave my uh, – so when you get season tickets, you get all the preseason games. And the, the – the downfall is you got to pay the same for preseason as you do regular season tickets. Gotcha. It's the same price. Yeah. So you pay for them anyway. So nobody really buys your preseason tickets because nobody really goes. I mean, the people go, but they'll buy them at like, you know, 20% of the cost. Yeah. So I just give them to my buddies. So I gave them to one of my buddies uh, up in Northern Virginia. Um, and he went and he was, I saw him on TV. <laughs> so they, when we got an interception at the end of the game to, to win it, uh, the we ran into the end zone and we were like celebrating one of our buddies was there and I was like bro we got TV seats yeah. he was like five rows up just doing his thing I said bro you wearing like khakis and a maroon shirt he's like yep I was like I just saw you on TV dog it was awesome man that's so, funny so hopefully this coming this fall you'll see this beautiful face yeah. on national television not because I ran on the field yeah. Um, we got tackled, but because we're celebrating the end zone, because we just, I don't know, maybe won an NFC championship game, whatever. <laughs> I, I've been telling my wife all year, I was like, Washington has the potential to be the surprise team in the league this year because Sam Howe, our quarterback, everybody's sleeping on him because they don't know anything about him. He yeah. was a Gatorade High School Player of the Year, broke all kinds of records in, in when he played for North Carolina. And it's like, well, he hasn't had a chance in the NFL yet. And so yeah. everywhere he's been, he's been great. And so he looked great the other night. Um, and now everybody's saying, well, everybody talks about Dallas and Philly and Washington may actually be good. I'm like, we were good last year. We had a, we had some bad games, but we beat Philly when they were undefeated, if people forget. But, you know, so I think, yes, I am a very tunnel vision fan. <laughs> but we are, we are going to, we have a great defense, the top three in the league, I think. So we'll see, man. Yeah. It'll be a good year, but here we go. It's football season. I'm excited. Yeah. You know, it's, it's coming fast. It is coming fast, yeah. and so it's good. We had our uh, baseball scrimmage last night. I was just telling Corey before we jumped on here, and uh, they get home till super late, but it was so much fun. And I was like, man, I just love all the things right now. It's just great. And, and in fact, growing up, I never played fall ball. I only played I played football in the fall and then baseball in the spring. So I never played fall baseball. But I've grown to love fall baseball as much, if not more, in the spring, just because the weather's beautiful. Oh yeah. Um, it's just fun. It's different baseball. Yeah. It's fun though. I don't know. I love it. So just the weather in general. I mean, I literally walked outside this morning to leave for work and then 
I went back inside just to tell my boys, I'm like, y'all need to be outside today. (laughs) Dude, whether the Virginia Virginia Beach fall. So when I first moved here, I hated it because I'm used to like the Maryland's or the, you know, the Missouri's where end of August, beginning of September, it's warm, but like mid to late September starts to get chilly. Mm -hmm. And then October is just, it's fall weather. And then you see everything changing. It's beautiful. Well, down here, it's 80 degrees in September Mm -hmm. and it's beautiful. Yeah. But it's not super humid. It's 80 degrees, and it's what yeah. they call an Indian summer. Yeah. The water's warm, mm-hmm. 80 degrees. Um, and I would say, well, everybody goes home, the tourists aren't here, but that's not really true. Virginia Beach stays busy year-round. There's yeah. tons of festivals, tons of stuff going on, which I love. I think it's great. I love the city. I love that there's always commotion. There's always momentum. Yeah. And then down here, the leaves don't really change till like, November. Mm-hmm. Like, the week of Thanksgiving, I feel like, is the most beautiful week in Virginia Beach if yeah. you want to see stuff change. And the 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 colors are so vibrant because of the, the, the weather, you yeah. know? So... We have nothing but woods behind our house, and it's just gorgeous, man. It's like the deepest yellows and deepest reds. Yeah. Um, but that week of Thanksgiving is usually, and then it, stuff doesn't really fall. So our our fall, what most people get in October, we get in December. Yeah. Stuff starts falling, and really not until January, stuff's the leaves are still in the trees. Yeah, and fall fall seems more extended here than you know back in kind of like Western Maryland, Absolutely. Where, where it's like fall in Western Maryland, where where you know kind of we we spent some time was like two weeks yeah well <laughs> once october winter. hits and the corn mazes are done like november <laughs> yeah, is winter yeah exactly. it gets super cold yeah um winter november and december it feels like it gets dark early super cold it's kind of gets it kind of gets like heavy it, that, that feeling of like yeah. it's brisk everybody's starting to go inside everybody's eating apple butter that's like november <laughs> but down here november man it's popping like yeah. people are out at the beach it's warm and in fact, December, so when we did Christmas Eve, almost every year on Christmas Eve services, it's mid-70s and raining. Yeah. For like years, it was raining on Christmas Eve. But usually it's, you know, high 60s, low 70s on Christmas Eve down here. Now, I don't necessarily love that because I like cold at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But I can't tell you the amount of Christmas days, a lot, where it's been high 50s low or 60s or low 70s where I'm grilling or I'm cooking yeah. like smoking oh, meat. Yeah. On Christmas Day, it's usually beautiful, not a cloud in the sky. Yeah. You're out smoking meat. And I used to hate that, but honestly... I kind of love it now. I don't. I don't miss the cold. I miss the snow at yes. times. Yes, that's what I miss. But on Christmas Day, you have to admit, it's something. Now that I've lived down here, this this will be our tenth, tenth. When did we move down here? Two thousand fourteen. Was this two thousand twenty three? Yeah. This will be my ninth Christmas. There you go. So now that we've been down here this long. For me, I love it when the kids open their stuff and then you have your breakfast, whatever. We always have a bunch of family over for like a big breakfast and we do like a throwdown and um, the kids can go outside and kind of start playing yeah. and it's beautiful out. It's like 60 degrees, 70 degrees and it's beautiful out. So on Christmas Day, kids are outside just running around and enjoying themselves and oh, having yeah. a good time. It's not like everybody's stuck in the house. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a cool... I'm a- I'm a big fan of, uh, in the cooler months, I'm a big fan of walks on the beach in the cooler months, too. There's something, yeah. you wear a hoodie on the beach and just pretty cool. walk it when you're barefoot. Yeah, it's months. pretty cool. I'll tell you the one, the, so when we first, the first year we were here, we got snow, and the beach iced over. Oh, wow. So it was snow, but then it was like a, a um, some sleet that came through. Yeah. So I took my boys out there, and it was so weird, because it, it looked, it was white all the way up to the water, and then it turned brown where the water was, you know melting this ice away yeah but you kick through the ice and you would see sand that's crazy. it was just weird yeah it was a weird 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 thing huh. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah you wouldn't really think about that no but it was cool um but anyway so i i the other day i was at the atm and the only time i go to the atm is when i go to my barber because they only take cash so yeah. i went to the atm and i got a, a bill out and it said have you ever seen these on the bill it says where's george no uh-huh. you ever seen those uh-uh. 
So basically, you type in the uh, web address, and then you put in the ID number for the bill or whatever it is, whatever you call it. And then it tells you where that dollar bill has been. Okay, yeah, I'm looking it up right now. Okay, yeah. so I had never seen these, so when I saw it, I was like, man, I'm going to give this a shot. I want to see where this thing has been. I'm thinking, who knows how long this thing's been in circulation? Who knows whose hands it's been in? Who knows uh, how much it's traveled the country? So I'm pumped. I'm like, well, let's see, man. Let's. I'm interested to see how a bill travels over this country Yeah. and how, how fast it goes from one place to the next, right? I was expecting to have some kind of epiphany. So I typed it in. <laughs> I typed in the number, and it said... This bill originated eight days ago in Virginia Beach. <laughs> like, what's the point? Yeah. This is the most disappointing thing oh, I have man. ever been a part of you in the history of my infant life. bill. Yeah. I'm like, come yeah. on. Yeah. I was like, dude, <laughs> don't put that on. Come on, man. Can't if you're going to put where's George on a bill, drive him to another state and drop him off. Yeah. You know? I mean, that bill's not been to another country. It's not been out of this state. It's probably in the same ATM. Yeah. I probably paid the barber and they, they put it back. <laughs> even though they don't, they might not even stop that ATM, but. Who knows, man? That's cool. I like that, though. Yeah. There's there's probably some parts where it's like, I really don't know. I don't want to know where this has been. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, have you seen that meme where it's an Uber? Or not an Uber. It's a DoorDash. And it says, where's your DoorDash? And it shows a guy. Like, it shows a bathroom stall. And the oh. DoorDash is sitting on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you don't want to know. I'm like, Just... dude, on it, I, I, we never use DoorDash. Like, Casey and I never use it. Yeah. And it's not for any particular reason. Like we just, if I'm going to go out and get food, we usually go out. Like yeah. with all of our kids, we don't really order in because Casey's like, if I go, if I order, this is her thing, and I agree with her. If I order, if I'm going to go pay to eat out, I want to eat out so I don't have to clean up the mess. Yeah, that's sure. Casey's thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she's like, I'm not ordering food to bring home to have to clean up a mess. Yeah, you know, she's like, I'll just make it, and I completely agree with that. So that's kind of our thing. Like if we order, we don't ever have, oh, let's just order Chinese tonight. We never do that. We're yeah. like, well, let's go out to a restaurant because we don't want to clean up the mess. And people are like, well, you have to pay tip, but it's really worth it because we don't have to clean it up. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. throw it away and do all the other stuff. So we don't ever get, you know, we don't ever order in. We Now we groceries, I, we never, hardly ever, we go to the grocery store every now and then, but like we always order them online. Like we'll go for certain mm -hmm. things, like certain meats or vegetables that you want. But DoorDash, we don't do. But after that, uh, your boy ain't ever doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's also really expensive. I mean, yeah. I, I know they got... You Those know, they of you make money doing DoorDash, yeah. I love you, and I believe in you. I think you're doing a great all, job. But that one guy it. who dropped it in the bathroom, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you can do better, man. That's gross. Yeah, dude. Nasty. Um, well, hey, you asked for it. Don't blame me. You asked for it. You asked for it. Hey, so uh, did I get you on that one, or did you time it up good? Were you, you ready? You know, it was probably like one second. One second delay. I, so had what? To, I had to close my Where's George browser. <laughs> so this is what you're <laughs> telling me. You were on it. I was on it. I was ready. Or you were delayed like normal, but your reflexes yeah. have gotten so much better, you're just ready. Yeah, it's getting there. You're ready. It's getting there. So I had a question for you. What is your favorite, when you think about school, because... Virginia Beach going back to school this week, next week. So yeah. all the parents said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Virginia Beach going back to school. Um, I posted something the other day on Instagram that I thought was hilarious, and it was a picture of a uh, pencil sharpener. And it said, before Instagram and TikTok, this is where you showed off your new outfit and shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. And yeah. I mean, because for me, that was that was the thing. You're like, oh, man, I got to go to the pencil sharpener. Yeah. got to let all these girls see my shoes. My, my yeah. Let all these fellas see the outfit, right? <laughs> Um, and kids don't have pride themselves in school outfits today like they used to. Like my boys, yeah. they rather wear wiki shirts and like booty shorts everybody wears. Is that appropriate to say? Booty shorts? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, 
mean, they I, are what they that are. That may have a, for some people, that may have a connotation that's not appropriate. For exactly. me, it literally just means shorts that are really, 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 really low or really, really high. Okay, really and short. Back yeah, in the day, that shorts. back in the day, that term yeah. was used for uh, just one gender. Today, honestly, that term is used for all genders. So yeah. that's why I say yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like I'll say to Katie, like, bro, you got them booty shorts on, dog. Like they're up at your booty, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so my boys are just like, yeah, give me a, like a wiki shirt that and a sweatshirt and some like booty shorts, you know. And yeah. they wear those. And yeah. I say that like all y'all know what the kids are wearing. Those shorts that like, go halfway between their thigh. Yeah. Um, and. And they just want like shoes, and so for me, it's like they have all that stuff, and they just want shoes. So I just buy them shoes. Yeah, you know what it's I mean. It's a very yeah. It's almost like uh, comfort. Just yeah, comfort clothes. Where it's like, yeah, because my my oldest Maddox, he can be this way too. It's like every day is just like I just want sports shorts. Yeah, and a, it's comfort. And, you know, a ratty t shirt. Can you imagine <laughs> if we went to school back in the day? Yeah, in a pair of Crocs. Tiny shorts. I can't do Crocs, man. Yeah, sh- Crocs, <laughs> tiny shorts, and a sweatshirt. Can you imagine hey, the I, downfall? I did wear a Fox Racing hoodie pretty much almost every day. Well, hoodies my, are hoodies. My, yeah, they're they're timeless. Also, shout out to to Bradley Himmler. He, he's on our he's on our bus stop. A kid at our church, one of our neighbors' kids. Dude wears sweatpants and a hoodie. It can be ninety five degrees That's, outside, and he sweatpants and a hoodie. I don't know how you do. The I'm like, bro. I mean, you're dedicated. I was the kid that it. would wear shorts year-round, and I lived in Oakland, Maryland, where we got 250 inches of snow a winter. Yeah. And I, this is why I wore shorts. This is my logic. One, my legs didn't really ever get cold. It wasn't yeah, that drafty. I'm that way. It yeah. just wasn't that drafty. Mm-hmm. And I was in the 90s, so our shorts went below our knee. <laughs> they went between our knee and our cap, or our, and our ankle. Got some Jinko, yeah, Jinko <laughs> shorts. Yeah. No, they were mostly like basketball <laughs> shorts, but yeah, yeah. or like cargos. You know, it was the '90s, man. Yeah. But it went between your knee and your ankle. So, to my credit, <laughs> there was only four inches of my leg exposed. They're basically high waters. Yes, you know? and the reason I would do that is I'd rock my shoes, and I didn't care about like if I had my nice Jordans on, I'd wear them in the snow because everybody knows your snow doesn't mess up your shoes. Yeah. You get them sprayed down. Snow doesn't really mess up your shoes. It keeps them clean, actually. Just water. So I'd be like, man, I need to walk out here in the snow with these Jordans because, like, the bottoms of them are all brown. <laughs> so they would clean them yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. So I'd wear my shoes in the snow, but I didn't like wearing pants because then they get wet. Mm. And then it sits on my shoes all day. Yeah. That was one of my lo- pieces of gotcha. logic. Okay. Now, if you look back into the 90s, you think, well, that's actually kind of genius because I kept my <laughs> shoes nice. It's all about the shoes, right? <laughs> yeah. So my boys, people say, man, y'all spend so much money for kids' shoes, but this is the thing. If I buy my boys a pair of, like, middle-line shoes, I'll have to buy them again in December or January. Oh, yeah. It's just what it is. No, I'm not saying middle-line. I'm saying, like, when you pay, like, a lot of money for some of these shoes that are a little more expensive, I'm not just talking about, like, the brand. I'm talking about, like, a particular yeah. shoe. They make them different. Yeah. Maybe they don't, and I'm just full of it. But, like, last year, Tolkien, you get these particular shoes. So, we got, like, the LeBrons or whatever. Yeah. They were really expensive, but he kept them clean. Because I said, you get one pair all year. Dude was scrubbing them down in the afternoons if they got dirt on them. <laughs> he wore them all the way through the school year, never had another pair of shoes, and then he wears them now. Yeah. And it's like teaching him, like, you get one pair. So this year I told him, you get one pair. So, yeah, you, we spend money on them, but we're not buying two and three a year. And before you spend 50, 60, 70 bucks, I mean, he's in, like, men's shoes mm-hmm. throughout the year. You buy three pairs, you're in at 200, 250 bucks for three pairs of shoes. Because not because they just get worn out, like legitimately the bottom would fall off, yeah. or like the side strap just doesn't strap anymore. I'm like, yeah. it does. It's not a functional shoe. It's yeah. not a matter of. And so that's kind of the way I do with my boys. Like I'm, I'm big on taking care of the stuff that you get. And so for me, I'm a shoe head anyway. So like, I take care of my shoes. Like people say, man, shoes are awesome. Where'd you get them? I was like, bro, they're like five years old. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I get that all the time. There's a pair of Air Maxes that look like something from the '80s. I got them five years ago. 
on a like close closeout sale at finish line or something. And they're like the purples and the teals, the turquoise. Now they're like, everybody wants them, but they look brand new, but I've had them for five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? But my boys, I teach them, take care of your stuff. And anyway, shoes, it's funny enough, people kind of get on people about shoes, but there are people who are shoe heads that like, like with my boys, they take really good care of their shoes because I tell them, this is all you're getting for the year. And I've actually learned, it's actually kind of taught them to be responsible instead of just, yeah. I told Rylan the other day, he got a, a pair of uh, the Jordan 1s and I said, and they're sweet. I mean, they, uh, they they're like they got the gold on them and all this stuff and I said bro don't ever wear these in the grass <laughs> and he looks at me like what because they have to do recess in elementary yeah I'm like when you wear these man you don't wear them through puddles and so like he's like okay I get that you know because now they're like well they keep the boxes <laughs> but I'm just it's teaching them to take care of their stuff yeah, you know like you sure. have them for one year yeah so I don't know man I I used to always rock my shoes to my to the pencil sharpener oh uh, yeah let I mean, everybody see yeah I didn't necessarily live that life but I was the you know shoe. If shoes last a year for me, that's impressive. That's what I'm saying. I yeah, just, yeah. I wear I wear shoes hard. Me too, <laughs> and, and me too. And that's where I told Kate and like I told my boys like, hey, these are for school, and you can wear them to church, but nowhere else. If it's not a like, you're not wearing these to go out and play. Like, yeah, you know, like we. It, it's and I don't know. It's one of those things for me where I grew up like that. Like I loved I loved shoes. So yeah. and hats. Those are like my two things. So I feel like it's it's helped them in, in that. And it sounds weird, but it has actually helped them take care of some of their stuff. Because, like, they'll wear stuff that until they grow out of it, mm -hmm. it actually is in pretty good shape for the most part. Because they just take care of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and even my younger kids now are all into shoes. Like, they got shoes. Uh, Asher was like, show me. Got some Jordans. and yeah. But they, they'll take care of them, you know? Well, no. Asher may not. But. <laughs> so, I'm not a big, like, you got to get this. But when they ask for nicer things, I'm like, you get one pair for the whole year. And some yeah. people might say, well, I get my kid one pair no matter what. We tried it. It just, they, it just never worked. Yeah. Like our kids were in and out of them, like you said. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we we definitely have the like. Hey, these are these are shoes that you have to take care of, and then we'll buy you like cheap Walmart oh, shoes. Oh yeah, that you can just run around in. Yep. Yeah. And actually, yeah, even those I had to go start getting Caden like other ones because it would two months. They literally they fall oh, apart because like you, yeah. he's hard on them. He's on concrete all the time, playing yeah. out with his friends. It's just, yeah, well, he's always going. Always yeah, going. So he, yeah. You know how it is. That's how Aiden is. Yeah, his you know shoes. His shoes. The the fronts of them. Like literally, the fronts of his shoes are all like from riding his bike and just dragging oh, yeah. his feet. Or Any whatever. parent out there knows exactly what I'm talking about. You can't keep up financially with yeah. the shoe demand of your kids, and I got four of them. Yeah. So you drop five hundred dollars on shoes or more for school. Yeah. You got four kids. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and, yeah. and, and you know, Caden. You know, he wants his Crocs. I promised him Crocs this summer and never got them because we just haven't. <laughs> yeah. just Didn't and so um, I actually lost in a game to him and Ryland, so I owed him some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> How's that feel? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> Should we even ask what you lost in? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> it was it was uh we were at All Stars and we were we were camping we were RVing and we were playing I forget what game it was it was something about um I said if I don't do this I'll get you this it was one of those things uh, where I was yeah. just talking trash and it slapped me in Whoops. the face yeah. they never win they never win but you know that yeah. one time everybody <laughs> say maybe you don't let your kids win heck no I don't let them win no Why they gotta earn it they have. Bro, they're going to be beating sure. me the rest of my life. So the front end of theirs, I'm going to make sure they exactly. have in the back of their mind that dad is a, dad's a baller. Exactly. You know? Um. So if you have one memory and you think of school, what's your fondest memory? Do you have a fond memory? <laughs> oh, gosh. Other than when you met your wife? Uh, Yeah, I did meet my wife at school and church. Uh, I would say, so I, I got, I was voted most artistic. So in my high school uh pretty years. good group of discerning students middle school years let's just forget about those let's just throw for everybody out there everybody out there we <laughs> all are going to forget your middle school years yeah our just, teeth are bigger than our mouth 
you get like one hair under your armpit yeah. and you like everything changes. It's just awkward. Like world falls apart. Yeah. It's just yeah. very awkward. Yeah. Uh, I have a mustache in middle school that I'm ashamed of to this day. <laughs> I don't know why anybody, why would anybody t- just tell me to shave it? It wasn't even a mustache. It was like blonde hair. Just a couple black. hairs. They yeah. weren't. Yeah. I was like, to this day, if my kids have one of those pop out, I'm like, bro, cut that. Yeah. Just trust me. You will be thankful in 20 years when you look at these photos that dad made me cut this. For sure. It yeah. is not a, yeah. It's, but I had a, it's not a status thing. Just trust me. I had an art teacher, Miss Hoopengardner. She's like the best teacher ever. She. First of all, that name alone sounds like she's really creative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She would give me haircuts in in the middle of class. (laughs) And then uh, basically, so in four years of high school, I took like seven art classes. And she would like sign special permission forms for me for the principal. She would just make up art classes that didn't even exist. Like, oh, yeah, you can take studio art, too. Is Miss Hoopengardner still there? No, she's not say, we may be She's there her. for a long time. Okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> she's since retired. Yeah, okay. But everyone knew she's like the best teacher ever, and uh, yeah. So that was my. Uh, I didn't even. I didn't even use my locker because most of the time I had like art in the morning and then art as my last class, and so I would just leave my book bag in her class. So she was kind of like your team mom. Yeah, she was awesome, and uh, so most, <laughs> especially into my junior and senior year, it was like. I, nothing was due. She was like, you just do a painting or something by the end of the semester. <laughs> so I would sit in there with my, my CD player and just listen to Simon Miss Garner didn't really want to work either, though. Which, <laughs> She's a great teacher. I, I respect that. But I was like in a class with other freshmen, basically. No, but I feel that class. as a teacher, when you know you got a kid that's really more advanced than what you're teaching to, and you're like, just start being creative. That's one thing I really appreciated about when I went through my master's program. So this was weird undergrad i struggled more than i did in my master's or my doctoral program because in undergrad it was like you're being tested on stuff mm-hmm. all the time right yeah. you have to take tests you have to write little papers your master's program they said well now we're teaching you how to create content so now it's That's about good. creating content not just about retaining it and i thought i didn't really know what the catch was going to be with the doctoral program but at the end of it they said this is all about perseverance <laughs> Good, this yeah. is all about you being able to do something this difficult when life is this busy and you sustain. Because um, I was talking to Pastor Brandon, Pastor here at Palms, BP. He told me, I don't remember the statistic, but it's staggering. And this may be, I don't know how this, but it's close to this. He said something like 40% of people finish the doctorates that they start. He said there's a statistic that if you take a break after the first like two years or something, oh, wow. it goes down drastically the amount of people that actually finish. I didn't realize that doctoral programs, it wasn't about how tough they were as much as it was about people actually finishing them. But I know I felt like that senioritis in the last four months, I had three classes left and it took everything I had to finish. You know, Casey's finishing her master's right now and I know she's in senioritis. It's like every, every type of a keypad, you feel like you're ripping your teeth out. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. My fondest memory of school was finishing two weeks ago. (laughs) there we go yeah (laughs) i feel like i'm just now done i'm like fresh and and it's like okay what's next and it's like nothing nothing yeah i don't want to do anything else i don't want to i don't want to do anything else i'm i loved it i loved every minute of it but i'm like dude uh yeah i'll be 41 next month and i'm like i think i'm done i don't want any more masters or doctorates i say that but i just don't want anything else i'm done so it was great i'm great i'm grateful for it i didn't do it just to do it i did it because it was something i was looking for but i'm I'm grateful, but yeah, I like school, man. I like my fondest memories were always the shoes, the cl- the clothes, the fits. <laughs> I loved, I love the yeah. fits. You nothing like going on the first day and having your trapper keeper, your five st- your your Dude. your binders, yeah. And you got your new pencils and everything smells fresh, and all your papers and your backpack and everything's just you know tightened, buttoned down, tied up, and looking clean. So you really enjoyed it. 
Oh, well. I love the whole experience yeah. of first day of school. I felt so fresh, baby. Coming yeah. out the door with your new kicks on, your new your new your new gear, everything you had on, you had to take the tags off, you yeah. get your backpack, all your gear. You go into school the first day, just kind of checking everybody out, seeing, you know. <laughs> Uh, man, I did have a moment in seventh grade, though, speaking of middle school, where I wore, like, the same pair of shorts. It was like, uh, I think they were, um, was it Bugle Boy? Is that what it was called? Uh, yeah, yeah. Is it Bugle Boy? B- Bugle, B- yeah, that something right. like that. Yeah. Is Wasn't that a real it? thing? Why does that not sound right? I mean, Bugles are also... Yeah, Bugle Boy. Yeah. Is that right? Um, I think so. Up. Yeah, anyway, so I had a pair of Bugle <laughs> Boy shorts that I love, man, and so y'all know the Bugle Boy represent 90s, baby, and I wore them, like, two out of the three two or three days a week the kids started making fun yeah. of me and i had no idea that like people watched like was actually looking at my shorts and they, but the <laughs> thing was they were like turquoise so now i realize why <laughs> i was like oh my bad so it's i mean that was scarring that's a real thing bugle boy yeah it was a real that was a it, it was scarring i was like man i gotta i gotta mix this up but we didn't have a ton so it was like i didn't have 70 pairs of shorts you know like at that time yeah. we lived in a parsonage my dad was pastor my mom was a vice president of marketing at a bank for a lot of my life then we moved to western maryland she worked basically as the youth pastor in my church and like really didn't get paid much of anything and uh my dad was the pastor and so it was like all of a sudden you know so the stuff we did have man i rocked it i rocked it hard too oh, yeah you know um all right so something i want to I, w- I would like to bring up to our listening audience um i i saw something the other day that was uh i don't <laughs> disturbing maybe a thing <laughs> but it said somebody posted about rec- <laughs> about recently performing a coffee enema. What? <laughs> yeah, it is what it sounds like. Where, where do you get this information? <laughs> you know, <laughs> unfortunately, it was on social media. <laughs> so it's a real thing. Where this is a, I don't want to say it's a trend or a fad because one that makes it it kind of releases permission for people to do it. It's not a trend or a fad. <laughs> it's something that a, I believe it's a extremely small minority of people in the world are doing. But it's. Yeah. It's it's a all part of that health wellness, you know. Do you think? <laughs> hey, babe, what are you doing? You can, is the coffee ready? Yeah, but I'm brewing it for my enema. So <laughs> I brewed a fresh pot just for my enema. I mean, so that's a different level of well. It, I'll just so people understand out there, kind of. Is where it we're just at. a faster way of getting the kick from coffee? No, no, okay. no. This a coffee enema is a type of colon cleansed oh, used in gosh. alternative medicine. So during the procedure, a mixture of brewed. Caffeinated coffee and water is inserted into the colon through the, yeah, yeah, for through sure. the rectum. What yeah. it says: coffee enemas may have originated from German Ugh. physicians searching for a cancer treatment. Hence, the word "searching" for a cancer treatment in the yeah. early 1900s. What's <laughs> <laughs> well, a real thing? Somebody posted hey. the other day. Just finished my coffee enema, and they had a picture uh, of the bag no, with no, like the just, tube. Just and and I was thinking. I just don't understand it. I just don't understand it. Yeah. It, uh, what? I just want to know the thought process. You're like, you know what? We don't, we, we go to the doctors to get cold medicine. Or we go to the doctors when we get the flu. If we have a, a bacterial infection, we go to get uh, penicillin or whatever it is. What are they, what's the, the main drug everybody gets now whenever you have like a strep throat or something? It's like the oh, main. Oh, yeah. So we I go to the doctors to get that. Or if we get pink eye, whatever it is, people go for antibiotics but we feel like we have the medicinal ability and knowledge to give ourselves enemas with coffee that we've brewed yeah it's just staggering to me the lengths that people will go to try to stay healthy yeah 
I just wonder if in a hundred years what this conversation is going to be. That's really where I'm at. Yeah. And listen, if you do a coffee enema and it works for you, <laughs> I'd love to hear about it. Now, I don't need illustrations. I don't need any. I don't need any before and after face pictures of like I'm so happy now. I feel free. I just want to know if it, if you've done it, it's worked for you. Just let us know. Just simply like, hey, these work. Y'all should really stop hating on it. I'm not hating on it. I'm just hating on the practice of it. That this is something that we would do at home and be comfortable in shooting coffee into our colon. Um, and people say that when they're done, they feel mentally, mental clarity. And I'm thinking, no, that's called adrenaline because you've just shot 12 ounces. You've just shot 12 cups worth of caffeinated coffee in your butt. That's not mental clarity. That's called adrenaline, dog. Yeah. I don't. It's a real know, thing, dog. I don't even. I don't even know if I have words right now. Like, I don't. Know <laughs> I didn't if think I, you would. I don't know what to add. To this <laughs> hey, honey, is the coffee done? Yeah, but that's. I'm gonna. I, that's. I brewed that coffee to shoot in my butt. So you can't. You can't have that. What? Isn't that crazy, man? Put some cream and sugar in it. So let me. In, let me. In, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I already mixed the cream in with that. Dang it. <laughs> so this is the thing. I just want you to let's just go somewhere for a minute. <laughs> let's talk about twenty. Let's talk about two thousand ninety-four. Oh man! Okay. All right, two thousand ninety-four generations behind us. There used to be a practice called bloodletting. Yeah, that's where the barbers barbers were known as barber surgeons. For those of you who aren't aware, and the reason that barber shops have the white and the red uh, spinny things is because the ones that had the red let people know that they were bloodletting surgeons in those barber shops. Mm. Which, excuse me, which meant you could come in, and if you were sick or diseased, they could do bloodletting there, which essentially means they cut an artery and you bleed out the infection. That, yeah. was the, that was the concept. Now, when you and I hear that, we think the barber shops are just really creative, and they created this incredible white and red spinny thing outside of their barber shop that it signifies a barber's and you can get your hair cut. That's not where it originated. It originated with people that were barber surgeons. You could go get your hair cut, and beside you, a guy is getting an artery cut off and bleeding all over the place to let out the infection. Yeah. That's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. We hear that now, and that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's yeah. not medicinal. It's not common sense there's nothing in that that's been proven to help in health wise right the only thing you're doing is creating a place where you're gonna need a blood transfusion but <laughs> yeah. it says in medieval times professionals were known as barber surgeons which is just what it sounds like they weren't just there to give customers a trim they'd also perform minor surgery pull teeth and amputate limbs how is amputating limbs minor surgery <laughs> can i ask that question <laughs> yeah it says according to the pb but one procedure bloodletting led to barbershop poles you see today so this is all a part of it I'm wondering if in 2094, our great, great, great grandkids are going to be sitting around and they're going to be doing a, a podcast or whatever they call it. And they're going to be saying our ancestors in the early 2000s would shoot coffee in their rectums to clear out their colons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just asking. The only reason I bring this up today is because I'm wondering if I've just gotten really bitter and, you know, angry as a human, or if this is common sense, I want to know where people are at. If you could please let me know, yeah, where are we at in this? Is this something that I'm just not with the times? And that, you know, all this stuff we do at home to care for ourselves, that this is really like the wave of the future, and I'm just missing something? Because this, to me, is the most unbelievable. I don't understand how people could be comfortable shooting anything into their body. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. In this way, feeling like they're doing something great. 
around your colon, I cannot imagine this being a healthy thing. No matter what science is telling me, I cannot imagine shooting a foreign substance into my colon at home and feeling like I'm doing so. I would, I just can't imagine. It, yeah, I don't. It's weird. Literally, this whole time we've had this conversation, I'm like, I don't know what, I don't know what to say. I don't know. What it's to a say. real thing. I don't like. I don't. This is a real thing, people. This is the world we're living in right now. I, now, if you do this, yeah. I am not condemning you. I am not saying you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm simply asking you why. Yeah. Yeah. Can you please help me understand? Because my first thing would be because like, I don't. Yeah, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying this is this is unbelievable. Yeah, because my first thing, my my first thought would be because I read like one the main reason is to just like basically it's it's a cleansing thing. I mean, I, I know the main cleanses, reason. It still yeah. don't make any sense. But what I'm saying is, you know, there's got to be another. There's got to be another way. Like I feel like that's my <laughs> my brain always is like. I think yeah, that's the that's title not... of today's podcast. There has to be <laughs> there another has way. To be another way. That's like, the title. There's something else we can do, right? Like, yeah, go to the bathroom. We, yeah, yeah we're not, <laughs> we're not all the way down here. That this is the only option left, right? No. Like that's what I feel like. This is, is a doctor telling you to do this. this is like, do you think is... a doctor would ever prescribe us to clean out our colons at home with coffee? <laughs> yeah. Well, do you think that would be something a, started... a medical doctor would say? You know what? <laughs> There's an article. One of the first articles is like why, <laughs> why coffee enemas are not the way you should go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I respect whoever wrote that <laughs> for no other reason than the fact that it is not safe for humans to shoot things into their bodies uh -huh. at home without medical supervision. Yeah. Well, I started typing it in just coffee enema, which maybe something you shouldn't be Google searching anyway. But it autofilled to kit like these kits you can buy for at home kits. I'm out of here. This, this, this. I'm out of here. I just can't do this. I cannot live in this world anymore. This, you know, the Bible talks of wisdom of the world is complete folly, and this is the point. This is the point. I've I've moved away from help me to understand to saying this is the point. <laughs> I'm just I'm on an island right now. I'm on a soapbox. Yeah. I'm just asking us as people, well, what have we gotten to to think that we really know what's best and that we can just fix everything in the comfort of our own home? Everybody's like, well, it's just natural. If you really believe in natural remedies and that's all you believe and you think that God planted this stuff for us, I'm not saying he didn't. I'm simply asking you, when you have a heart attack, can you please tell the surgeon before they saw your chest open and rip your ribs back and palpitate your heart and, and, and begin to put things back together to give you life can you please tell them hey doc no anesthesia here i'm all natural if you're gonna do this i want to feel everything you don't do that yeah. why because there is a god gives us knowledge and wisdom and listen if you do coffee enemas and it's changed your life then good for you yeah i'm just i'm just asking i think i am i don't want to get old and bitter but when i hear stuff like this <laughs> i feel i feel like i have opinions on it that maybe aren't warranted there yeah. maybe maybe I'm just an old bitter guy, and they're like, "You're just not with the times." If that's the case, yeah. I get it, and I'm sorry, and I apologize in advance. I just don't see this. I don't understand how these things in our world make any sense to anybody, but yeah. we continue to do them. Do you think there's? Do you think there's a level of like? There's this realization because again, I think not all of us here drink coffee. We know like or shoot it in our butt. <laughs> that's true. Resident BP over there, he doesn't drink coffee, but. Uh, do you think there's this level of yeah, coffee's great? What else can we do with it? <laughs> like, do you think that I it's just like want to know the guy who first almost, tried it exactly? Like, you, you know what? I love coffee. <laughs> <laughs> like a sleepover with your adult friends. <laughs> like, like let's just shoot coffee in our butt and see what happens. Like, it's really. I want to know who did it and then what, who did the research on it. All right, it's full in there. Like, get some pictures. <laughs> 
How do you feel now? Yeah. <laughs> Full. <laughs> this is so weird. It's a real thing. The I, man's I found a kit. I know. The man found a kit. Yeah, you can buy it on Amazon. Oh, we got to move on from this. You can do this it is tomorrow. too much of a soapbox. Prime Listen, shipping. All I'm saying is if you listen to this and you do coffee enemas, please let me know why. Yeah. And I won't mention your name, but I, I have nothing in me that understands this that wants to. <laughs> I would say if this was a between life and death, and I knew that it was me- medically proven that if I didn't do it, life was over, then your boy would buy a kit. <laughs> but there is nothing in me that is going to try this. The worst part about this whole conversation or is recommend I've been, it. I've been drinking coffee. Well, dude, so the worst part, of it, I drank coffee before we came on here, and I'm about, I seriously feel like I can pee my pants right now. I have to go so bad. <laughs> and it's making it worse because I just keep thinking about how full you would feel uh, with the whole pot of coffee in your col- around yeah, your colon. It's, hmm. Just hold it in. Just hold it in. <laughs> it's, it's helping. <laughs> All right. So workers yeah. were fired after complaining. Wor- workers have been fired at this one organization after been complaining about prayer sessions. And oh, they, wow. uh, they went after the boss and they ended up getting awarded $50,000. The prayer sessions were required. They started at 10 minutes long. They ended up at 45 minutes. And then the boss said, you know, he started taking attendance. And then eventually it got to the point where he fired them because he said they weren't, you know, the right fit for the company and they were uh but it says employers who sponsor prayer meetings in their workplace they have a legal obligation to accommodate employees whose personal religious beliefs conflict with the company's practice my question is this is christianity this is i don't think christianity is the right word this is a perfect example of i'm a pastor i love people i believe uh everything in my life revolves around jesus because he is the only answer i don't care what anybody says i don't need opinions your opinions matter to me i'm grateful that you have one and i'd like to hear people's opinions because there's a story that goes with that and the yeah. stories are valid. So your story on whether or not you believe in Jesus is valid because it's yours. It doesn't change the fact he's everything he says he is and he's the truth and he's a yeah. miracle worker and he's a hope hope dealer and he's the king of kings. It doesn't change any of that. I know that, that he is that. And it's not just because of my life experiences would tell me that he's not real because of the sexual abuse and things I went through. My healing experience would tell you that he's more real than any experience I've faced in this mm-hmm. world physically. Does yep. that make sense? Yep. So... I just don't understand why Christians have for so long had the approach. And I don't even know if Christian's the right word. So I'm going to be very careful because I don't want to indict anybody or, or, you know, throw a tag. But I just don't understand why our approach has always been, let's, <laughs> right after the coffee enema talk, yeah, <laughs> let's judge people or let's force our, what we believe on others. Because the reality is this, when people see how you live, I think it's easier to force what we believe on others than it is to live in a way that people want what we have. Mm. Yeah. You know, I don't live so that people want what I have. I live so that people see, like, there's hope in your life. Yeah, And if you want, I'll tell you about it. But I just want you to know you're loved. And if they think that's from me, that's fine. Because eventually you stick around me long enough. It's not that I just preach Jesus everywhere, but I would hope my life without saying his name represents something bigger than humanity. Yeah, You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think as Christians, like, why do we have this need to, you know, the generation, and I'm not saying our generation, our generation is definitely different in this because they're, we're trying to get them to believe, you know? generations in front of us like people have to believe this way that's why politics are such a rage thing it's like you're not a christian if you vote this way yeah and god is so much bigger than beliefs he's so much bigger than denominations he's so much bigger than how you grew up or where you're at now he's so much bigger than that like the bible's clear nothing and this is my favorite verse nothing can separate you from the love of god no height or death no angel or demon no fear of today worry about tomorrow nothing can separate you from Mm -hmm. the love of god and um so i just like you know as christians think why do we why do why do there's people who feel like well i'm not gonna sell this cake (laughs) yeah i'm not saying you have to but i'm just saying why do we feel like we have to take a stance against sin that people have in their life instead of loving people and just knowing that we all are sinners 
Sure, it's at different degrees, but we're all sinners. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I agree. They're like, well, would you do this type of wedding? Would you do this or this? It's like, well, we all have free will to do what we, to do what we feel is right. And I, I get that, right? I think my bigger picture is, like, this is a perfect example of, like, you're going to do things my way while you're here. And it's like, yeah. nobody ever found Jesus that way. No. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So just my... I think, I, I go back, you've said this a lot, is that, especially if that other party, so if you have a, a party that's, you know, again, claims to be Christian or Jesus follower, whatever you want to call it, and then you have another party involved in that that doesn't, uh, you've, you've said this many times, where it's like, yeah, they don't claim to be Jesus followers. Like, I'm, I, I'm not judging them off of the basis of something that they claim to be and they're not acting in that way. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a level of, I do think, that being a Jesus follower in, in, in that community, not that we're judging one another, but we're holding one another accountable. But it's very hard for me to hold someone accountable to something they don't claim to be. Yeah, well, the Bible says don't. Yeah, like Paul exactly. says, hey, the people in the church, hold them accountable because we're, we're like all trying to do this together. But the people outside, they're not claiming to be anything, so let them live. Yeah. You know, it's not like once you get in the church, you're judged. No, judgment is saying... I know I'm judgment is saying I'm better than you. Mm-hmm. Accountability is saying, Hey, I love you. Yes. And, and like, I want to do this together. Accountability is saying I have the same, I have flaws in my life and I need you to hold me accountable. And I, and I, I love you so much. I'm willing to hold you. And then the Bible says like those words from a friend that grow us are more are better than anything. Yeah. Like Proverbs tells us that like those, those corrections from a friend are more valuable than anything. Yeah. You know, and it's like, you need that. Yeah. So it's almost like this with, again, within, within the, the 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 christian community there's love with accountability but as soon as you step out of that guess what's left love that's it love is what's left yep so just it, love people yep. again doesn't mean you agree doesn't mean you have to like become like the world it doesn't mean any of that it's just just love people well and accountability doesn't mean i'm pointing out every sin in your life accountability means like is more of how are you instead of this is what you're doing wrong yeah it's like what's going on with you man we always told people back in the day with our church we said when people are like slowing down to serve or they're getting there late instead of saying well you need to be here at a certain time say hey like yeah what's going like is there something i can do to help if they have if sometimes it's somebody with two or three kids by themselves like whatever it may be let's find a way to help them instead of expect something from them that they they're having trouble giving and it's it's the love of like um if somebody's wanting to serve more how can we accommodate them how can we help them be more a part of the church or whatever it may be if somebody's not showing up when they sign up well they signed up for a reason so Let's see what's going on in their life. Let's actually look into their life and look at them as a person and not somebody who's just serving. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's what they are. Absolutely. And that's accountability is love. Yeah. And so, um, well, I have a final thought real quick. All right. You got me on that one. Got him. Here's my final thought. Nailed it. We good? Yeah, we're good. All right. Here we go. <laughs> so I got a, 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 Kate and I had a conversation a while back, and this is what it said. I said, hey, um, what's your passcode for your phone? I'm trying to get your old phone fixed uh, for Ryland. Now, this was, you know. 10, it was like in the morning, some point, nine o'clock, nine thirty. He would have been at school, and it said, "Leave me alone. I'm at school, and I'm a very good kid, and I don't want my phone taken away." <laughs> also, you should listen to mom more. She's awesome and the best, and she is just so wise and brilliant. I love her so so much. So you should buy her macaroons or something to show her how much you love her. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah. I said, Casey, get off of Caden's phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and said, this is not Casey, not at all, Dad. I just love mom so much. Have a great day at work. Bye. You know what I wrote? You can't spell macaroons. <laughs> I'm brilliant, like mom. 
Hey, do something great for your spouse. Love your kids. Hey, nobody ever said, I wish I would have spent less time with my kids. Love your family. Love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Lord, I pray for each and every listener, each and every family. I pray they would know that nothing can separate them from the love of God. No height or depth, angel or demon. Fear today, worry about tomorrow. God, we love you. Thank you for always going before us. And we submit, we surrender in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. We'll see you next week, Sunday, 930 Palms Church online in person. We'll see you all soon.